Previously on Those Were the Days. There's day drinking also. It's a really good option. Right out of the gate, Amy gets there the belt. Go. Come on. Central casting, Marvin speaking. I almost went with Chippendale. That a boot on a foot is like a boat anchor. And he was just going to unmask Janus the Terrible. And, and then I yelled <laughs> and blacked out for like mm-hmm. a minute. I'm uh, really wearing a half gallon hat. Appreciate your piracy, Daily yes. Motion. <laughs> Got a Pete Rose rookie card, Mint. It was me, guys. I'm sorry. It's not unwatchable, but no. there are there are other things I will watch instead. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Those were the days. Is filmed before a live internet audience. <laughs> friends and welcome to those were the days where we take a look back at the old days of television to see if this stuff still holds up uh we're continuing our private investigators theme tonight with the james garner classic the rockford files as usual i can't drive this 20 foot long cadillac without filling it with my favorite co-hosts he's not doing it for the money but because he's a friend Audie norman hey there this is lance white i was told you guys do custom car detailing you do? That's great. I've got a special request that I need some help with. See, I'm a private investigator, and I need a small addition to my car. Yeah, exactly. I need to have my firearms easily accessible from the glove compartment. Now, I know this is going to sound weird, but can you have them on a white fur in there? Oh, that's no problem? <laughs> great. One more request. Can you have it pop open for me exactly when I need? Right, just to open when I need it. Little hidden button on the steering wheel? Oh, that's great. Oh, and this works great to torment someone you don't like? Oh, I don't think there's anyone I don't want to, I would want to do that to, but good to know. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) He just wants to go back to Michigan, but all they want is the missiles. TV's Travis. This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. Uh, Hi, Rockford. Jim Rockford. This is Travis. TV's Travis. I need to hire you for a missing persons case. You see, my friend, uh, Secession Exposition, he went missing. Yeah, no, he was last seen at the plot device bar drinking with uh, an Onist, an Intag Onist. Look, it's been like 36 hours. I'm worried about him. If you need any more information, I can be found at the MacGuffin Hotel, room 237. Oh, and you can call my friend Kick. Yeah, it's Sidekick. Thanks for your time. <laughs> That's so good. And finally, she might be faking her own death, Amy Frost. So we watched Magnum P.I. Uh, with Tom Selleck as Thomas Magnum. And now we've got um, we've got Jim Rockford played by James Garner. I feel like TV writers in the 70s and 80s just kind of forgot that men needed to have first names. And so they get to the first day of shooting and they're like, just use yours. What? Why try? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the practice, why rename a person? All names are valid, you know, yeah. right? I don't understand. Also, I'm ashamed that I did not realize James and Jim were the, like, it didn't occur to me until just now. I'm like, oh, snap. And Thomas and Tom seemed to work, but not James and Jim. That threw me. I even have an Uncle Jimmy. It doesn't, 
Why didn't I pick up on this? Uh, so we're talking about the Rockford Files, 1970s to early 80s classic starring James Garner. Uh, I say early 80s, more like 1980. Uh, this is another show you can smell, uh, everybody, as you look at the <laughs> multicolored uh, walls, fabric, carpet, everything. This definitely mm-hmm. has that air of uh, grandpa's tobacco and yeah. uh, mixed with cigar smoke. Something else. A lot of familiar smells uh, coming out of this TV show. But first, Mm -hmm. I want to know where everybody lies on their history with Rockford Files. And uh, special tonight, also, by the way, I need to get to this before we get to anything, is we're broadcasting live tonight from the DragonCon digital media track Twitch. But you're listening to this podcast forum, that might not matter to you until someone chats with us. Uh, And then we're going to really engage the live audience. So if you're watching... Uh, feel free to throw in your comments. Uh, but this is a lot of fun for us. Thank you to the Digital Media Track for letting us come on mm-hmm. and hijack the stream for a night. Like the bunch of pirates we are. Uh, <laughs> but back back to the show. Uh, so, okay, everybody, uh, Rockford Files. Uh, Travis, let's start with you. Any history with Rockford Files at all? Oh, boy, do I have history with this show. So, growing up, uh, my dad loved James Garner and the Rockford Files. It was his, it was his show. He watched it in its initial run, and then it played on a lot of uh, reruns. So I grew up with that theme song playing, and you know, my dad would get home from work, and he'd sit down, and he'd watch. There'd be a Rockford Files rerun playing somewhere, and we'd watch that. So I got real used to, uh, to Jim Rockford and Rocky and Angel and just all the, the stuff going on there. And that, that look, that feel of this show is ingrained in me. And it's like that and Magnum P.I., those are my private eye shows so i love this this was a lot of fun to oh go that's and watch that's fantastic all right adi how about you i have absolutely no history with rockford files <laughs> at all this is my first time ever watching an episode of rockford files ever so this was fun to jump into like it's it's one of those shows like i just know about because you know it's in the lexicon and stuff and i know the theme song because everybody brags about it even though i was thinking yeah that's a little dated but um, <laughs> still, yeah, this was fun to watch for the first time and actually see it. Nice. Uh, how about you, Amy? So I've never. Uh, this is my first. This is also my first time watching The Rock for Fires. But I do love James Garner because mm-hmm. for like m- like a good chunk of years, and this is going to sound very strange, but I swear I can explain it. Um, the Great Escape was one of my comfort films. Stick with me. No, so I did watch it yeah. the first time yeah, purely fine. because um, Eddie Izzard has a bit about it. And so I was like, well, I'm going to watch this film. And it falls into this category of movies I have that I enjoy watching the first half of. Uh, this also includes <laughs> fil- such films as Cocktail and Good Morning Vietnam. Um, so uh, The Great Escape, right up until Ives Bites It, um, comfort film. A plus movie. That's me. After mm-hmm. that, you need to have feelings and things, and then it gets to be a lot. But oh, yeah. you know, okay, up Phoebe to that Buffy, point, I... it's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need to watch the end of Old Yeller. Oh no, everybody no. knows what happens. That's, that's fine. Yeah, when you said Eddie Izzard, I was like, Eddie Izzard was in The Great Escape. Is he really <laughs> immortal? Oh, like, no, she's got a whole quite. bit about Steve McQueen cuz cuz everybody's yeah. british and very but then the cool one is the american who hops on right. the motorcycle is wow. like the gist of, of the of course <laughs> that's exactly how it works yeah. so 
for me, this this is one of those shows where I picked a show I've never seen, but really wanted an excuse to watch. So, like, I I don't know that I had any relation to it. Never watched it on Nick at Night. The only thing that I I thought about is this music that everybody knows. Like you can't, you just like what were they thinking? You, they were thinking it's a banger, is what they were thinking. They were thinking it's, it's nineteen seventy four, is Let's what they were go. thinking. Like it's so perfect, it's just so good. And and it's those so of you good. listening on the podcast, we said this earlier before we even started recording that like we can't not dance when listening to whatever music is played <laughs> when we're doing this show. No so just FYI, if you hear music, we're dancing to it, whether you know that or not. It's happening. <laughs> You know, the thing is, and we've talked about it on this show a few different times, but old television, especially like 60s through into the mid-90s, theme songs were important. Theme Mm -hmm. songs meant everything because that was how you hooked people into watching. Because you were appointment viewing, not everybody would set their, their watch for it, but if you are flipping through channels or you get done watching a show and that next show comes on and that theme song hooks you, you're in and you watch it. And, like, this is the era where theme song, television theme songs would chart. They would yeah. be in the oh, top yeah. 40s chart. We talked about that with The Greatest American Hero. I mean, you think about, mm-hmm. like, you say Magnum P.I., people can hear the Magnum P.I. theme. You mentioned Knight Rider. Mm-hmm. You hear the Knight Rider theme. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that just happened. We we talked last week when Audie mentioned Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Like, cartoons had that, too. DuckTales, Chippendale, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So They need like, to catch you from getting your snack in the kitchen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on! Exactly. So, yeah, can't yeah. miss anything. And this was, like, yeah. 1974. We've got a synth. Do it. Do it up, and yeah. it is a it is they one of my favorite so themes. It's so good, it's so catchy. It we also has that thing. It also has that thing that we had recently of the like we're gonna recap most of the show yes. right up front, yeah, so you can get <laughs> yes. into it. And I I had forgotten that this was a thing, but every time it happens, I I am pretty delighted. Like preview, it's gonna happen next mm-hmm. week too, and it's just so good. I. I love yeah. it so much. Can we bring that back? What's like, amazing? I know, right? They have. They have. They do have little they? trailers for movies right before the big movie trailer. Right. Now, all the time and now, now the teaser. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just need to know if an episode of Our Flag Means Death is going to emotionally devastate me right up front so that I can prepare. Amy, it is. Yeah. You I don't know. need a trailer for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Just, I know. It is. <laughs> Shows with heart. That's a good uh, yeah, that was that was like the first thing I was going to touch on. Is we get another show of of the the whole episode is summed up, and I started to wonder like this show's forty five minutes with no commercials, you know. Yeah. But back then, an hour with commercials, you kind of needed to know what you were in for. And when a lot of the scenes are just people walking from place to place, you need to know that someone's going to get punched at some point in this episode. Yeah. So having those big highlight moments, you're like, oh. Someone's going to get it. There's a firefight. Yeah, I will say that if we're going to compare shows that we've done for Private Eyes for the last few episodes, there was more action and dialogue and less just walking from A to B here than in Simon and Simon. Feels like. For sure. Yeah. Feels like Simon and Simon lost the plot somewhere. (laughs) 
Sure. <laughs> and, and that's that's one thing about Rockford Files that, that made it stand apart. I was doing a little bit of research on the show, and part of the reason that it was so successful was that it worked in comedy elements, which mm-hmm. a lot of these... I mean, you're talking about a time where we just got done with Dragnet, you know? Like yeah. that level of cop show, private eye show. Simon and Simon was kind of in the same vein as a Dragnet, yeah. at least the episode we watched. And so this was like, uh, it had comedy, it had something clever. You were dealing with an ex-con who was a private eye, who had his own worldview that he was mixed up in. Oh, he does. Um, and so that played a lot. Uh, if, for those, let me just, let me sum up the show for you real quick, uh, which I pulled from IMDb. I didn't write this, but if you've never seen The Rockford Files, like J.F. Dubow in the chat, uh, here to learn about shows he's never seen. Well, we're going to. We're going to go there. And uh, yes, for the audio listeners, Audie did dress up for this. He is James Rockford um, all over. Jim Rockford. Jam- I guess it's the same. Rock- whatever. Uh, James Gardner stars as the offbeat Jim Rockford, an ex-con turned private investigator who would rather fish than fight, but whose instinct on clo- closed cases is more golden than his classic Pontiac Firebird, which is a sweet, sweet really night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. 70s cars, man, is amazing. From his mobile home in Malibu, this wisecracking private eye takes you on the cases of the lost and the dispossessed, chasing down seemingly long-dead clues in the sun-baked streets and seamy alleys of Los Angeles. There we go. That's what the show's about, uh, and it's definitely a show where uh, the star can never really win. You know, the main character yeah. always has to somehow end up behind. Yep. At the end of the episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. either not getting paid, having his money taken away, whatever he was going to earn from the case not happening, hence the mobile home in L.A., which uh, apparently moved location several times throughout the series. <laughs> and though it had power and water uh, for interior shots, there was no sign of power lines anywhere uh, when there were exterior shots in the <laughs> mobile home. There's, it's fine. Don't, it was don't not powered. Is there a yeah, more like time capsule seventies type thing than him living out of a mobile home in LA? <laughs> it's really good. It's driving a, well, driving it's a also, burnt gold it's, firebird. It's equally twenty twenty three though. Like yeah. I mean yeah, it's van, van life. life wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's true. It's van life, yeah. tiny house living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that mobile home lot cost him thousands of dollars. Uh, just oh, yeah. to live there, yeah. you know. I, I parked it in the street. That'll be ten grand. <laughs> Street's valuable uh, for the parking spot. Uh, the show ran from 1974 to 1980. It won five primetime Emmys and was nominated eighteen time, for 18 uh, Emmys. Um, so the episode we're looking at today is called White on White and Nearly Perfect. And as Amy alluded to, uh, it featured Tom Selleck in a guest role as Lance White. Mm-hmm. He was um, so good. He was Ugh. so. Tom Selleck earned every bit of his own show, <laughs> playing as a as a guest star on Rockford Files. And I'm not sure what Tom Selleck was doing between 1974 and 1980. He didn't have Magnum yet. Was he just a working actor in town? Does anybody have any uh, knowledge on that one? As far sure. as I know, that's kind of sure. what he was doing. Was just a lot of yeah. just working, working, doing stuff. But the this role because he did. This episode, and I think one more as Lance White, yeah, and that helped him to get Magnum because Magnum was in in development for a little while before okay. uh, it finally took off in in 1980. Um, but yeah, he was definitely trying to do. It's funny though because you watch this, and especially after watching Magnum PI like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever it was that we did, yeah. how different the character of Lance White is from Thomas Magnum. Like Lance oh, yeah. White yes. is. 
Lance White is like a hard-boiled detective, except for you take all of the hard edges off of him, and he doesn't drink at all, and he just speaks <laughs> in metaphors. He kind of, yes. like, something about him, it was, like, partly his look and partly, like, the way he spoke, he reminded me of the grocery store manager from Hot Fuzz. Like, I don't, I <laughs> yes. don't know what yeah. it was, but it yeah, was, there that, was like, that, like, kind of smarmy, mm-hmm. we're just too happy, and why would they have any reason to lie? Like, oh. Yeah, and like yeah. he, what he is is he is the um, he's like the Jim Rockford two He's the younger, more successful, better looking, has money, and everything breaks his way. He's the opposite of Jim Rockford, yeah. right? Because that's not the thing jaded with Jim. at all. Yeah, he's naive. He's not jaded. You know, Jim Rockford, everything always goes wrong for him. Like I loved how this episode opened up, and he's getting dropped <laughs> off at the trailer, and he comes inside, and he's like, "Yeah, I had to spend the night in county because the." the card game I was at got raided by the cops because Angel punched a detective, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's so good. that's, he's, he just, he just rattles that off to his dad. Like it's a normal thing because in this show, it's a normal thing that just happens mm-hmm. to him every couple of months. He's got to spend a night in jail. And while, while going through his dad's fridge for milk that he drinks directly from the carton. So that, well, and then put that back. was too real. That was too real. Yeah, it was the like, mm-hmm. this is bad. Yeah, I thought it might be. That's so why I put it in the front. Like, please. <laughs> please. Yeah, that, that's yeah. solid logic right there. Well, I, was, I put the bad milk forward. That way I go through it first. Yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> and there, there is um, absolutely nothing worse than bad milk. Like, oh, so no, agreed. Mm-hmm. I had a, uh, when I worked at the CVS in high school, they would leave the bad milk out for me to dump because Whoa. I was the young whippersnapper in the on the crew and I'd be gone for like three days. I'd come back to mounds of trash and old milk. And they're like, that's your job today. No, thank you. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. But real men Uh, just drink, you know, whole milk out of a carton. Right Mm -hmm. out of a carton. Vitamin D. It's It's just him and his dad. Like it's just him and Rocky. That's all that matters. I do love that. He he very rarely calls him dad. It's always rock or Rocky. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't understand the relationship when I first watched it till I, I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's his dad." Yep, he is Joe yeah. Rockford, aka Rockford. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like we start this episode meeting Joe laying on the couch uh, reading a book, and it really doesn't have any consequence that I was able to pick up on for the rest no. of the show. No, it's no. just so he can just need contractually obligated to be in the episode or mm-hmm. something. Who knows? Um, but that was that was pretty good. So um, we could just get into the show, I guess. I was trying to see if there were any more uh, any more tidbits I had on it, but man, it's just Jim Rockford. If you don't know who James Garner is, by the way, he's the old version of Ryan Gosling from The Notebook. Uh, <laughs> that's the best I can do for you. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, I, I, and if you watch the the hit from nineteen ninety four, Maverick, uh, with Tom Tom t- Tom Gibson. God. <laughs> Mel, wow, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> Lord help me. Uh, he played nice, in though, that. Like we did, we did. I dream of Jeannie, and we did Bewitched, and we've done a lot mm. of you know. And so having this much male eye candy in one episode was really very oh, delightful. Yeah, I agree. It was I a mean, plus. Yeah, I was struck by how old everyone looked because in the seventies, like you were either James Dean twenty or you were like. An old man. You were 40 plus. Yeah, because even Tom Selleck, who was young uh, in this, he was 30-something, maybe, max. Uh, Dude had, like, 
crow's feet and wrinkled forehead and everything. Like you don't look that much younger than Jim Rockford. Yeah, and he didn't have but, the you know. he didn't have the full Magnum mustache just yet. I right. it, was, <laughs> it was it was groomed, a little groomed. You know, a little yeah, a little coming apart there in the middle. I was like, mm, okay, we're not there yeah. yet. He's working on it. He's trying. Yeah, to it was only seventy eight. He had two more years to fill that thing in. Yeah, he had some time, uh, <laughs> but it was great seeing him in this, and, and uh, we can go through the episode a little bit here, get started with uh, with what we actually watched, what we saw, what we're, what our thoughts are. So we went through the, the opening scene uh, with the bad milk and everything, and I don't necessarily know, I kind of, I feel like they just went over, Jim just shows up at the beginning of the case at the Teasdale's house, and mm-hmm. I guess it was probably some call he got i don't know i just know well, he showed up no yeah. he mentions that so talking to the Ro- secretary rocky tells him you got a call last night about yeah, 10 o'clock night. from a tease oh okay mm-hmm. and right. tells him there's a it's case so hard he wants to, to meet him it's so hard to take notes and listen at the right. same time <laughs> like y'all don't know how difficult this show is y'all as in ye listeners and viewers and it's, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's challenging so we get, we're at the Teasdales. <laughs> that's why four of us have to do it. we take yeah. turns yeah. it's just it's great swap <laughs> every every for three weeks, you get to just enjoy TV, and then for one week, you have to pay attention. Uh, so he shows up at this Teasdale's house. He's talking to this uh, secretary, and she's looking at his business card all weird. Like, what did you, what is, what's going on? And he's like, that's odd. And then Lance White walks out, and Jim knows him because this isn't the first episode that Tom Selleck has been on. And to give you the best, the best description, I think, of Lance White... He's you're in a D and D campaign, and he's your friend who decided to play a lawful good paladin, and he's flipping annoying about it, like just real obnoxious mm-hmm. about being a lawful good paladin. Everything mm-hmm. you want to do, no, no, we shouldn't do that. That would be wrong. And you're just like, <laughs> I just like these are bad guys. Well, now they have bad attributes, but they're probably they're humans. And you're like, no, but Rockford dude. gets him on one part, right? Because he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, he's like, I'm just here for, you know, I'm just here as a friend, you know. But I, I do, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm an investigator. I do, you know, everything, and you know, mm-hmm. up to including homicide. <laughs> and Rockford's like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 <laughs> well, a licensed, <laughs> licensed PI is not going to be on an active homicide case, as mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so There's so Love many it. good James Garner eye rolls in this episode. Oh, yeah. It's oh, just yeah. delightful. Because right it's after that, so snarky. right after that whole, you know, act of homicide thing is when Lance says, no amount, for no amount of money will I do this case. And the guy's like, right. well, it's $500 a day. He's like, I won't do it for 1000 I won't do it for 10000 My, you know, my, my morals have no whatever. And, and Jim is like. They don't change with the amount. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Right, yeah. at some point they do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for, the right, for the right amount, they're going to change. Yeah, yeah. And Jim already doesn't want to deal with Lance on this because Lance is like, "This mm-hmm. is your show, buddy. I'm just here as a friend." I'm just, I'm just and here he's as like, a friend. And he's like, and it, right. like, Jim just tries to quit right then and there. Like, I, no, this is yours. No, 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 no. I'm going to be out of the way. I'm not going to be a problem. Whatever. And it it automatically becomes a problem just right out of the gate. Uh, Lance is perfect. It's his only flaw. Was one of the quotes I really mm-hmm. liked yeah. uh, from Jim Garner. So he's, he's perfect. Um, they all get the, so we go. We go start investigating this missing daughter, the Teasdale's yeah. Teasdale of Teasdale Industries, the big honcho with lots of money. Um, yeah. His daughter's missing, and they want to go find out what's going on. So they got this lead to go down to this guy named Blackwoods. 
Is that sure. the that's the guy's yeah. the mm-hmm. guy's name? Yeah. See if they can find out what's going on with it. But there's a side story going on too. And this is we we're ten minutes in before we even get the title card and the credits and the intro music yeah. and like what feels like four minutes of people walking. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't know them yet. <laughs> well, we got to have but time to show like, all those credits. Yeah. No, we got a hundred credits. It's like the beginning of Back to the Future. Like, okay, clocks. We get it. We, we've seen it. You know, or Odd Space Odyssey with the monkeys. Mm-hmm. You skip the monkeys. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we've been here. Uh, that's what we're doing. We got two dudes in a blue van. Uh, they get out well dressed for the rickety blue van that they're driving around in. But we learn that they're smuggling a international gangster of some sort, Mister Ziggler, mm-hmm. uh, and they put him on this rickety boat in a shipyard that's not mm-hmm. a boat it's a ship yeah. but it's like i mean it's it's a it, mess yeah it's in the water but i don't think it's actually floating i think it's just <laughs> no. tied no. Yeah. to the dock I think, yeah this is the studio going i saw there's a shipyard right over there with some rusted old ships i got a guy it's fine <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, a guy. i know, a, I know guy. a guy we got a boat we can we can we can make this work <laughs> So they they haul this dude up. They're putting him basically a safe house where he's going to stay until something, some resolution has come to regarding his entry back into Israel. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a, he's on the run. Did you know he Israel. was Jewish? They kind it. They, I, oh yeah, part, they didn't mention it at like, all. Are you kidding me? This is just <laughs> they really right because he start because because mm-hmm. he starts and and he mentions Saul and his deli and the matzo mm-hmm. balls as big as your fist. And I go, okay, yep. all right, excellent. Oh, we're going to yeah. keep hammering. <laughs> we're going to keep hammering this. Yeah. And then the part yeah. that really got me was after the two goons leave, and they're like, can you believe this guy, like, runs everything? And he's like, I know, matzo balls. And I'm like, so <laughs> we went from there's absolutely no way the Jews could control everything to now they absolutely control everything. And I don't know if that's like <laughs> – mm-hmm progress in the jewish stereotype <laughs> or a backward step but either way it is just a lot either way yeah it feels like a lot to process because um, yeah you're right they went from the matzo balls to the i need a rabbi and yeah, i'm trying yeah, to get yeah. back to israel it's like the, it's like you're we'll, playing we'll dig them up if saul's not there to make you to make your matzo balls we'll dig them up from saint mary's well he would be yeah. at mount sinai yeah <laughs> we did it <laughs> Uh-huh. It's honestly like 20 questions. Like, we're just going to keep uh, layers deep. Like, if you didn't get it, we're going to finally just throw Israel out there at the end. That's yeah. that's the one that's supposed right. to tell you what you need to know. Yeah. Oh, it was, goodness. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> Thank um, you, Stephen Cannell. Thank you. Very right. subtle. Yeah. Understood. So we go back to, uh, we got Jim driving down to the Blackwoods Club. He pulls up and Lance's car is there. Now, Jim Rockford drives the gold Pontiac Firebird. I mean, it's lovely. a beautiful car. It's a beautiful car. The 70s TV shows, they just, the car was as important as the, oh, yeah. the character, the story, yeah. anything. I mean, it was just that era where the car mattered a lot. On, on um, through the 80s, too, really. I mean, right up yeah, to Miami yeah, Vice. Night Rider and stuff. Yeah, Miami Vice. I mean, Magnum was in the Ferrari. Like, yep. But there's a style to the 70s vehicles oh, yeah. that no, I yeah. just yeah. love, man. Yeah, it just it calls to me, you know, something mm-hmm. about just gas going, four-barrel carburetor. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it's just the best. Uh, but anyway, so we, go to the, we pull up the Lance's big white, completely obvious car is there and jim goes in uh to this like weird strip clubby kind of place what is this supposed to be a strip club 
is my assumption. Or like at um, least a go go <laughs> bar, right? Like, yeah. At least. I think the implication, though, is that it is a strip club, but we're not going to show a strip club. It's a, it's a network broadcast right. television Ridiculous. strip club. <laughs> but it does have a phone club. booth inside, mm-hmm. you know, for your right. important phone calls that you have to make this, while you're That's the world at the, club. At the time. Mm-hmm. She had a feather uh, bow JF Dubose though, so says, uh, my American is showing. He's 100% <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah so they get in there lance's lance is on the phone right in the in the phone booth and uh having some conversation i was super distracted by trying to figure out what the club was so it was I don't like even know he's talking to there. someone and saying like all right yeah no i need you to check up on that i'll call mm-hmm. back in an hour and you can let me know what you found out yeah yeah, yeah that's it right. was funny too the club was so wide open i was like is this a club or a skating rink Huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. It really did exactly. feel like it's Andy Greek. It was, just, it, it was just the high school gymnasium that they managed to get that one day. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got one sh- four shooting hours also uh, in this place. <laughs> Steven, you glossed over the fact that as Jim is pulling up, there are four street toughs oh! taking the oh, hubcaps yeah. and everything oh, yeah. else they can reach <laughs> off of Lance's white land yacht. They're mm-hmm. trying to, at least. <laughs> they're, so they're trying to do all this stuff, and Jim gets out. He's like, hey, yeah, get off of there. Get out. And he shoes them away. Yeah. And, it, like, it's just broad <laughs> like daylight. out of the garbage. Yeah. In, in bro- <laughs> like, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, and these guys are doing this yes. to a car just on the street. So then he goes. It's clearly a bad part of town. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, not, mm-hmm. it's not where you want to be. Uh, so... Lance ends up in this back room talking to uh, Tubby Waters. What was his name? Tudor (laughs) Tudor Freeman. Uh, Todd Packer. Tuner Tuner Watson. Tuner Watson. I knew we could get there. Mm -hmm. We work hard on this show. I I just figured if I kept saying it, somebody would. (laughs) Uh, So we're talking to Tuner, trying to find out some information. And, And I believe this is where they found out that Teasdale was supposedly eloped. Yeah. With another a Blackwoods guy that's like related to this crew in some way. I think it was Blackwood um, himself, right? Yeah, Blackwood yeah. himself. Okay, who they're lo- yeah, yeah. looking for? Yeah. So uh, Lance, he that's Lance is kind of like wanting to get more out of these people because he's a paladin. Yeah. Uh, you know, he sees shenanigans. At this Blackwoods dance oh, yeah. bar mm-hmm. skating rink strip place, uh, and Jim's just like, "We got the info. Let's let's look the other way. We're just mm-hmm. gonna go." Because Jim's a sensible ex-con private and he investigator. Also needs somewhere to be able to bet on the horses, right? Right. <laughs> and like, like, oh, this, yeah, no, don't blow this up, please. Yeah, yeah. Lance, but Lance, 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 Lance don't is, ruin this for me. <laughs> Lance throws open this closet. He's like, what is this? And it's this it's bank of phones. rotary phones. <laughs> and you're just like, what are you doing? And he's really just trying to ruin. He wants to just close these people down. You know, they're Call poisoning the, the city. Call Which the like, cops. The just, first thing like, that he told that he told old man Teasdale there is that like I w- I would never get the cops involved. I understand the confidentiality of my clients. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yes. would never. And every yeah. opportunity he had to be like I'm going to call the cops, he absolutely took, and then did call mm-hmm. the cops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lance is Lance is a Lance bit is a bit. Great. He Lance. has no principles. None. Yeah. 
So they end up having to get in a fight. Jim punches a guy, Lance punches a guy, and they take off running because, you know, they got to. And when they get out to the parking lot, Jim's car is being absolutely obliterated by yeah, the, by the, same, the street same street thugs. Street kids, mm-hmm. yeah. They're not just taking his hubcaps. They're taking a crowbar to his windows and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he made a mistake. So, of course, he has to get Lance's massive vehicle that mm-hmm. just i don't even know he needs a cdl to drive that thing <laughs> it's, it's something else uh gets in this big old white cadillac thing it's 900 feet long to do a car chase or to drive off anyway um so they take off in lance's car and this they start having this conversation and i couldn't help but be very distracted by the adr yep. going on <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> for sure it was yeah it was powerful. It was like, whoa. ADR. <laughs> oh, the well, bikes don't work so well when we're driving, huh? I guess we'll have to re-record this. Right, when you're, when you're yeah. driving, they're actually driving a convertible. It's hard to capture sound, mm-hmm. it turns out. <laughs> yeah, but this it's, begins it's the running bad. gag of the mm-hmm. glove compartment. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this matters. <laughs> the glove compartment good. falls open on Jim like two times. And when it falls open, it's got this fuzzy, fuzzy like shag sh- carpet like with two fur. revolvers laying mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> it's oh, perfect. It's so good. Yeah, it's you know you need to cushion your weaponry. You know, yeah, it's part of the it's part of this. And I love deal. how they're specifically laid out perfectly as if oh, it yeah. was like a dueling set or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's like when they open the case mm-hmm. with the dueling pistols. Yes. Select your weapon. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Ten pieces. Rockford. Let's go. <laughs> so they end up over in Lance's office, right? Like yeah. there's their uh and the there's a dancer that shows up there, Belle Belle LaBelle. Was that her uh-huh. name? Belle LaBelle. Yeah. She's thinking and about changing it. She should. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And it's I mean, if I were Lance, like I'm putting myself in this position, I'm I'm not a private investigator. I'm not used to dealing with convicts and thugs and whatnot. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Probably don't. Why would she not? Why would she lie? Because mm-hmm. I'm that person. I don't have any reason to. And Jim's like, they have all reasons to lie. She's not even Belle LaBelle. It's not even a real name. You'll never find her again. She's looking to set you up. Uh, yeah, because and- what she says is that Blackwell, she she had been dating Blackwell, and that Black, Blackwell dumped her for, was it Vicky, Veronica? Veronica. I her first name. Oh, Veronica. Veronica, yeah. who they're looking for Veronica now. Teasdale. Who they're looking for. Yeah. That he right. he dumped he dumped Bell Barbara I think uh, mm-hmm. for Veronica and they've run off together. Yeah, and but Bell loved him so. Oh yeah, so yeah. you know. Yeah, of course. And this then is they the went scene to where this really place. Mm-hmm. like she right. tells them like exactly where they went mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> up to Lake Malibu. Yeah, yeah. And Lance is like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Jim's like, it's a trap. Yeah, we're, this is an ambush. But before we're that, Lance has to ask Belle LaBelle whose real name, and they somehow know each other, six degrees of Lance White style, and he's like, oh, you know, being smooth, talking and stuff, and she's like, oh, yeah, okay, Madeline. Again, James Gardner's over there just rolling his eyes like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and like, and that felt like the like a conversation between the femme fatale and Sam Spade. Yeah. Except the inverted version of it. Like instead of mm-hmm. all the thinly veiled, you know, innuendo and double entendre, instead of being like dark and mysterious was like light and fluffy. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I mean, I get the idea is that, you know, Lance is so dreamy that we're just going to, you know, every woman is just going to, like, fall at his mm-hmm. feet. And I don't disagree, but have you seen James Garner? Like, this is <laughs> right? not, like, like we're not just, like, taking off the glasses and taking his hair down and suddenly he's prom queen. Like, he's just he's just very good looking all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. this doesn't work. I, James Garner looks is my life goals. When I hit James Garner age... <laughs> That's yeah. that's really just yeah. that's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. be that, but that you know I would I would take it. Yeah. Uh, so we get so they decide to go out to Lake Malibu. Uh, not before, like Audie was saying, Jim's rolling his eyes. He says, "Is it time for an intermission? I'm out of popcorn." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's actually taking a back seat to his own show in this entire scene. Like yeah. Lance is driving, uh, which is kind of funny because Lance is actually literally driving uh, most of this show because. Jim's car, we never see it again uh, after it gets no. beat to death by the... Th- it's on blocks somewhere. Like, it's been shredded. There's nothing left. <laughs> at uh, every point when they get in the car... Like, at some point in every scene in which Lance is driving, the glove compartment flips open and slams <laughs> mm-hmm. into Jim's knees. Every yep. time. Yeah. And it's every important time. for later. It yes. matters. Yeah, this, this plays out. So to glance over a little bit of more exposition, we get a little bit more in a scene between Mr. Ziegler and this like Afro guy. I don't know, like it's got he's got real poofy, teased out hair, mm-hmm. um, talking about thug stuff. I don't know. He's supposed to kidnap Miss <laughs> Teasdale, but he didn't want to or something. Like it's too sketchy he for him. He didn't want to do it. But, like they weren't sure. They weren't sure that Ziegler was going to make it, so they weren't going to do right. the crime until he got there. Right. And we still don't yeah. know why we're doing this, but right. um, it's, I, I feel like I feel like minutes. Teasdale it, it could just be Raytheon. Like if we're gonna make it like a real life thing, right? It's <laughs> mm-hmm. just, you know, Mr. Raytheon's daughter was abducted, as mm-hmm. we yeah. will find out. Um he's like, Well, yeah. we didn't want to do it until you got here because we weren't sure and I feel like the like unspoken is we weren't sure if you were going to die before you got here because he's sick right like he I wants mean, he, to yeah. die in Israel that's he the wants whole to point. go he wants to go die in Israel that's his whole thing and Israel mm-hmm. is like no nope yeah we please, don't you're please, a we have enough. criminal please do not do not we have <laughs> Which, enough going on right now by the way is a little bit tied into real life yeah. so Ooh. this was a trivia bit but uh, the character Meyer Ziegler talks about wanting to emigrate to Israel and being denied. This appears to be based on a real-life mafia figure, Meyer Lansky, who similarly tried to immigrate to Israel in his later years but was denied entrance and deported back to the U.S. Um, and apparently that was also done in The Godfather Part Two, which came out the same year that this episode did. So <laughs> oh, this was big news at the it's time. I, I mean, 74 is before <laughs> my time, so I don't know. Yeah, but. yeah. And a bunch of writers were sitting playing golf together and like, hey, did you hear about that thing? I think I'm going to work it into a story. Like, me too. Me too. Let's all do it together. It'll be great. <laughs> Just give them different names in each one and it's fine. Yeah. 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 Make sure you talk so, about matzo balls, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got to make sure it's obvious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, well, as we're driving. Say, I call to... Ziegler. I call Ziegler. <laughs> Ziegler's my name. Uh, Lance, we learn while we're driving up to Lake Malibu, listening to some more really intense ADR. Mm-hmm. Um, that's additional dialogue recording for those who are not in the know. Uh, <laughs> Lance sets his watch in 10 minute intervals because time is valuable and you're just, I, I rolled my like eyes for Jim Rockford. Uh-huh. Like this was, this was Lance's Ted talk. 
It's like I set my watch every 10 minutes because time is valuable and I like to be aware of its passing. Yeah. And Jim is like, stop watching time. It's a measurement, doofus. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not telling you anything. You know, it's not, it's fine. But you know, time. Yeah, Lance is Lance is Lance, uh, and Jim tries to get more. We try to learn a little bit more about Lance. What do you do for fun? I help people. Uh, what, did, what did he? How did he phrase? What do you? What about girls? Do you ever have any you relax with? No, like he's was talking the, about the the secretary, Angela. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and it's like you, you know, she together? clearly seems to be attracted to you because she very clearly is. Because uh, yeah, she oh yeah, has no personality. Other than right. That. Um, she's a he's like, well, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, she's a friend. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, do you ever relax together? And he's like, well, I would never. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's just clutching his pearls. It's like, wow, yeah. Mr. Goody Two Shoes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the glove compartment uh, opens on itself again. We get there. Oh, we get up to Lake Malibu to the mm-hmm. cabin. Uh, and there's already some stuff afoot. You yeah, know, turns they out drive up there. Trap. It's fine. Yeah, it was sort <laughs> of a trap. There's gunfire. Lance gets hit. Uh, Jim just flipping leaves. Lance jumps in Lance's car, and I'm like, car chase, car chase. I'm pumped. I'm like, yeah, this is tough. Well, car chase ended quite abruptly. First, Jim well, first, tries to yeah. get those firearms that keep banging them on the knees and can he get them? He cannot get it open. It's so good. It is such good payoff. It was great. (laughs) It's so real life because I've watched people try to get open those old glove compartments with the buttons. Like, Uh they are just a nightmare. They don't. It's like trying to open a baby gate now. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know that secret combination, you're not getting into the next room. Yeah, he had mm-hmm. to just tap it in the right spot, but he's like pushing the button and trying to twist it; just won't mm-hmm. fall open. Handles uh, hadn't been invented yet. That's yeah. the that's the problem. <laughs> just a a hole in the the that's dashboard. Where, you know, they just every car it. had a personality. Yeah, they did. You're like, no, uh, the radio works great. You just gotta like two taps and then you gotta turn the knob all the <laughs> way up and all the way down and then hit AM FM and then you're good. It works great. You just have to hit it in the right spot. Yeah. I don't know if they, you and I have the same definition. It works great. <laughs> Get the TV in. Uh, that's an eBay listing I would be upset about if I got the product. <laughs> uh, so the the reason he's chasing down because they've got Miss Teasdale uh, has been kidnapped. They throw her for in the car. And then time. we Yeah, for mm-hmm. real this time. And we take off. She evidently was eloping with Blackwood. Uh, and now they're, they they got caught her at the uh, the cabin. And Jim chases him down, and that car chase ends very abruptly at a stop where they can't tell where anyone went. Because, um, yeah. you know, car chases are expensive. I get it. They seriously it's can't do one every day. beehive of roads out there. It's a mess. Yeah. yeah. So Jim gets back to the cabin, and we see Lance. He's just got a flesh wound. Don't which is say just it. Per- don't say it. That was the <laughs> perturbed Jim. Mm-hmm. Jim's like, don't, don't say it. it. It's a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. <sighs> <laughs> So Which anybody else? There. Is there anybody else who cannot yeah. hear that yeah. that yeah. thing without thinking? Mm-hmm. Like anytime flesh wound mm-hmm. is said, it's like okay, it's only a flesh mm-hmm. wound. Yeah, it's merely a flesh wound. Yeah. Uh, so we get he's staring down at Blackwood's dead body, uh, and, and basically comes to the conclusion: well, he was a good guy outside of all the terrible stuff he did. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and Jim's right. like, yeah, he was just a good guy with a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty great. And he also tells uh, that Lance tells Jim, well, I called the cops. He's like, you used the phone in the house? 
They hate it when you use the phone in the house. There's fingerprints on the phone. Oh. And, 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 and once again, losing it. Phone. Yeah. And once again, like everything that Jim is telling him that's going to go wrong, the cops show up and it all goes perfectly fine for oh. Lance. Like, so first of all, the two of them that... are there. The two of them are there with a the dead body. Mm-hmm. Not great. They knew yeah. there was a possibility of the kidnapping that they did not call the cops for. Not great. <laughs> but it's cool. Got their Lance fingerprints all over stuff. Yep. And then mm-hmm. it's the detective that hates Jim and just all this I love that so much. Because he just so that guy good. just kept telling Rockford, Shut up, Rockford. And Yeah, Lance I was listening was, to Lance the whole time, like, yes, <laughs> we will follow your lead, private <laughs> investigator. <laughs> And then he's like, "Hey!" He tells like one of the he tells one of the other co- cops like, "Hey, go get, you know, let's do some fingerprints. Why don't you start with the phone?" And Lance is like, "Actually, I did use the phone, but they hadn't been here very long, so I figure they probably didn't touch it." And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're probably right." <sighs> and again, the so eye rolls the, from the eye Jim roll was so good at everything. Love him <sighs> so much. Uh, so we get through all this, uh, and kind of to to try my best to get through some of it because there's a lot. This is a jam packed so episode. It was very, very. Mm-hmm. It was thick. dense. Yeah. It was a very dense episode. As opposed uh, they to go last, back... the last one we did, the where it's <laughs> just like, let's talk a lot about comic books, but we don't actually know about comic books. We don't <laughs> understand them. Yeah, yeah. We, that we was don't Simon even and Simon. Yeah. That was the episode of Simon Simon you should go back and listen to. Yes. Uh, yes. Definitely. Because it was a good one. It was a good one. We had fun. Uh, Despite us talking about it the way we're talking about we it. Really oh, <laughs> yeah. Every one of our episodes of this show, if you're new here, they're all great. Even when the episode we watch is terrible. not. Exactly. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so we, we go back. We learn a little bit more. The Teasdale, Teasdale's dead, uh, <gasps> as far as we know. Uh, Teasdale has died. They're just and standing now... out there waiting for him. Yeah, <laughs> just... They're gonna. The idea is they're gonna go back to Teasdale, and the, and Rockford's like, I'm gonna quit. Like I'm yeah, done. Yeah. I'm out. Mm-hmm. There is a body. I am done. This is not mm-hmm. worth it. And the secretary and like the assistant guy are just waiting outside when they pull up. And they're like, Yeah, he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't come inside yep. uh he's definitely dead smells in there dead. here's your check yeah. thanks for playing yep yeah 500 bucks yeah that's what yeah. he said 500 a day was the the agreed upon yeah. arrangement and we get the 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 revelation that lance doesn't have to stop looking for miss teasdale because he was never actually hired he was the friend just as a friend and we, just yeah friend. and we also i love the the detail of him giving uh of brad brad Dan, what's the guy's name? The assistant guy. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was know. Brad. Brad, but maybe that's because it, it was seems Brad, like yeah. an assistant name. Was it really? Because that's the dude in the Big Lebowski who was that's Mr. Lebowski's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Brad. That's, Close enough. It was also Brad. Brad's Brad's a good name. Uh, so Brad gives Jim the check. Is like, could you please sign it for the receipt? I was like, man, are these screenwriters getting paid for word <laughs> words? Because that mm-hmm. was unnecessary, but nice, good, good old, you know. Old millionaires want their receipts, yes. so we got that going for us. Uh, so anyway, we get we get that done with. But Jim Jim is pretty convinced that uh, Mr. Teasdale's not dead. Lance is like, of course, Mr. Teasdale's dead. They told he us got, he was. He got a phone call saying that. Oh, the the bad news. The bad news. The bad news killed and him. And then he just his it just 
it gave out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jim's whole logic is this dude's run a multi million dollar international corporation for his entire life. It's you think one phone call with day. bad news, he's going to kill it every single day. Yeah. Every day someone calls him with bad news. It doesn't make any sense. But they, so Lance actually goes along with Jim with this. He's convinced, which I was like, that's pretty good. And they decide to tail Brad when he leaves uh, the house. They want to figure out what's going on. There, I can't remember where they came up, but Brad was leaving the house, but they followed him anyway. Uh, and then they proceeded to do like the most non stealthy tale <laughs> I've ever seen sport jacket, <laughs> checkered sport jacket, that's, that's giant white Cadillac. Tom Selleck <laughs> Lance changes his sport coat because well, you know, because the other one got shot, shot. Hole in it. yeah, but he's yeah, got one in the in the plastic from the dry cleaner in the trunk, yeah, and he just very casually just changes it. He's just wearing his Sunday best to go out on this this it's stealth really mission, it's and all I could think jacket. about was that Parks and Rec. Don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. And they're driving. <laughs> they're driving that car, which is later described by somebody in the show as a white parade float. Yeah, which yeah. killed me because they had the self awareness to make fun of his car in the middle of the episode. I just oh, well it was great. and. When it, in a minute, we're going to find out just how big it is <laughs> when Jim has to drive it. Oh, yeah. So they follow this dude. They learn a little bit. Brad's like, look, the Miss Teasdale is no longer in play because the board is now deciding the, the direction of this case. And there's no more emotional components. Just telling this is the dude. The dude Brad's talking to is the guy from earlier that talked to Mr. Ziegler mm-hmm. with the teased out hair. Uh, he's finally done the job, and now Brad's like, eh, it's not that important to us, right? Because we're the board of directors. We're mm-hmm. not going to give you all that money. And something, something, missiles. Uh, yeah. Did we learn anything about the missiles Eventually. this conversation? Yeah. Not here, but... We got it here. We didn't get it here, but we... Anyway, but Lance, being as awesome as he is, easily gets spotted, so um, spotted. after Brad leaves. Yeah, it, it's like he he was hiding in the bushes like a four year old hides in the game of Spotlight. It was just so yeah, bad. Like they're gonna turn those headlights on, dude, and you're caught. Like there's mm-hmm. no way they don't see you hiding in the bushes. Yeah, yeah it turns out course, if you're six foot four and wearing a checkered sport coat, you probably should yeah, hide in like, more mm-hmm. of a bush than that. Yeah, and especially and like him. From our point of view, he's in the shadow and stuff, but the spotlight on him is from the other direction where they are facing towards him. Like, there's yeah. no way yeah. they are not seeing him, even when he comes out of the bush a little bit. Waiting. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's just, hey, everybody, you got me. Uh, so they kidnap, or uh, they take they take Lance. Uh, Jim jumps in a different car yeah. to kind of hide. And then hot wires this new car to no, drive around. The keys are oh the keys in the, the sun visor. He That's wanted right. it to wasn't hot it wire. wasn't uh, it wasn't Lance's car. But I'm watching him because they're all parallel parked, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how's he going to turn this around? Oh, he doesn't. He just nope. drives he's backwards. Driver backwards. Yeah, like yeah. goes reverse until I, I can was ready for the Austin turn. Powers eighty four point turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what are we doing? No. There was actually the the J turn or the Rockford turn mm. uh, is a known maneuver in driving uh, because of the way Rockford would get out of situations in a car and do this like special U turn style deal, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm like, dang, make a show where they start calling a maneuver the Rockford turn. 
I'll mm-hmm. take that. Good. That yeah. sounds good to me. Uh, so he goes back to Teasdale because he's like, Teasdale's not dead. Like, I know he's not dead. Where is he? And sure enough, Teasdale's alive. I'm right uh, here. I'm right here. In my pajamas. Yeah, yeah I'm wearing my pajamas and I don't need oxygen right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Teasdale, uh, he's, he's, Basically describes this situation with Ziggler and what's going on. Finally. I know. Yeah, finally we get to learn what's going on. Ziggler wants to die in Israel, but the government won't let him back in. So Teasdale, he's trying to get Teasdale to sell Israel these missiles and and give them a discount. Right. Right. So it was like the government contract. Like, so Mm -hmm. that's why I said like Raytheon or, you know, any of those. Right. So they're going to, they're, they're going to, they're giving... The U.S. government is giving Israel these missiles, and Ziegler is hoping that they can use them, like, that they can uh, threaten to not send the missiles if they won't let Ziegler back in. Right. And Israel is like, that's fine. You can keep the missiles. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's just going to go die. Just let, just, he's, I mean. But that is, I mean, that is holding a grudge, right? Like. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that is some dedication to this blood feud with whoever this guy. I like, mean, they do not want him in the country bad right. enough that they will refuse yeah. defense. You know, U.S. defense missiles, also, which they the finally are Go on ahead. a ship called the Star of David. I just... <laughs> right. Yeah, if you needed one last clue, <clears throat> just in case, <laughs> just in case just you in didn't case catch you on. <laughs> and they do explain that Miles Ziegler is the banker for the underworld, whatever that means. Yeah. So. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So well, the fat guy. Obviously, what else would he be? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, He's got yeah. the money. It's like one more, uh, one more. Uh, yeah. So subtle, so, subtle, Canel, yeah. subtle. Yeah. Subtle. <laughs> so Jim rides out with Teasdale because uh, Teasdale's like, "I'll give you two thousand dollars bonus. We go get my daughter back, save the day, whatever." So they go out uh, with guard dogs in tow that they're going to use. Brad's oh in the car. Jim's in the car. <laughs> Teasdale's got oxygen, and Lance is like, they're going to laugh at us. This is not He can't hurt us. Gonna he's just going to be mm-hmm. laughing too hard. <laughs> he's going to be laughing too Jim's hard. Jim's trying to tell the dogs to just, like, sit Oh, my out. gosh. <laughs> the dogs. So, this was so unnecessary, and it's just, <laughs> it was just so really good. Well, just before <laughs> the hilarious, I love that we get a shot of Lance and Ziegler together, and Lance is just being Lance and lecturing him. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey man, it's like you yeah. don't have to do this kind of thing. Like this, you could turn from a life of crime. Like that kind of BS. To these yeah. two thugs—they're too deep, Lance. They're not going to go. They're yeah. not going to quit. And be able to wander off. The stink eye Ziegler like, gives you him. Just, a... You just—you're expecting Lance to pull out a pamphlet at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just really. Be like, <laughs> yes. Have you heard Here's some... the good Lord Jesus? <laughs> Ziegler just being like my dude. Yeah, hold on. I don't know if you know this, but I like matzo balls, and I'm going back to Israel. Like, My friend Saul runs a deli. No? Yeah, let okay. me tell you a little bit about who I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get to what's hoping to be our big action-packed uh, sequence when uh, when Jim sneaks onto the ship uh, to try to rescue uh, Miss Teasdale and Lance now. Because Lance. Lance and Miss Teasdale mm-hmm. are stored yeah. in some hold within this big ship 
Uh, Jim sneaks onto the ship, and my favorite thing that Jim does is a guard standing outside the room, which is clearly the only room they could keep two hostages mm-hmm. in, I guess, because uh-huh. it's a big ship, but we went right sure. to the right room. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Jim sees this guy, and he takes this red pit out of his, searches his pockets. He takes this red pit out, just like flings it down the hallway <laughs> to distract the guy, and then comes by and punches him in the face, you know, takes him out. And I just was tickled. It was the way he kind of rifled through his pockets to find <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta throw. have something I can throw. What is? What, like what do I have? Video What's game thing, right? Like it's your you're yeah. going, you're scrolling through your inventory, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. distract the guy. Like, throw a can of beans. <laughs> That'll distract them. Uh, and it worked. It worked. He knocked the dude out. He got the door open. It kind of works because guy's gun falls and goes off anyways, and everybody's like, <sighs> "Oh, that's right." Wakes everybody up or tells everybody we got a problem. You know. And then comes my so, my then, favorite part. Yes, all right, Adi, what is your favorite part? So Let they're like, it. oh, there's gunfire. We must distract the people so that Jim can get Lance and Veronica off. Send in the guard dogs. And the guard <laughs> dogs run right past the ramp instead of going up the boat and go into the water. To, why would they know to get in the Why? Yeah, why would no, you think they that have, they would know? They're just they, the boys want to go like, for a swim. Why would they know to get on the boat? Yeah, and they are just beating cheeks past that gangplank, and you just uh-huh. hear sploosh no. as they go in the water. <laughs> sploosh and a little arp, and that was it. And and Brad yelling, the gangplank! No, the gangplank! <laughs> it's like, it was. I was felt like I was seeing the precursor to Fenton! Fenton! <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the, so the same thing. So Lance, so Jim, Lance, Teasdale, they're trying to escape. Then there's gunfire. Nobody hits anybody, but Lance, with, with I think, the, is with the a one fire that fires. Yeah, when, Lance one guy gets fired the bullet. Leg. Doesn't he get shot in the leg? Oh my leg! A ricochet. I got shot in the leg. Oh, yeah. ricochet. He says it many times. <laughs> it was a ricochet, oh, and he's leg. like, "Oh my leg!" You know, <laughs> he falls. He hits the barrels. The, the barrels go empty. over the <laughs> very, very empty, empty fifty-gallon oil drums. Go over the edge of the the, the <laughs> railing and then land on the thug down below who's got Ziggler who's trying to escort him out. It was a comedy of errors in so just bad. the best way. Dude got his <laughs> leg. He can't move. He can't move. He's just stuck in that one position for that shot because reasons. But I'm like, that's the most uncomfortable way to be standing and holding your leg like, really ever. Is. He's, yeah, he's there. The bad. other thug is knocked unconscious and Ziggler's like, eh. <sighs> I'll He's just old. stand here and wait <laughs> for everybody. Well, no, I feel like Ziegler like is like up against the wall. Like nobody's going to see me, right? Nobody's going to see it me. Did a little nobody's bit look like that, right? Like, hey, if I stand really still, vision's based on Yeah, I know private investigators, and that just <laughs> that I was on the floor. I don't even know if it was supposed to be that funny, but just everything went wrong all at the same time, and mm-hmm. they su- task failed successfully. <laughs> yes. like, they just, <laughs> we just got through it. Um, so that, that ends the, uh, the most, the chunk of the episode, but then we get this little epilogue well, thing. Well, when they're getting ready to leave, so we, you wind up with Lance, um, talking to Ziegler again. He takes possession of Ziegler, and then <laughs> Jim's like, I didn't even get to fire a shot. I, I yeah. I was something wrong. I never got a shot off. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's that part. And then we get to this epilogue, which is the wedding of Lance White and Veronica Teasdale after days, 
maybe. Yeah, because uh, they make a joke about yeah. yeah the love at first sight. They just they they wanted to be with each other after like, she had eloped with a guy who got and killed. Poor, poor Angela the secretary, a gangster, yeah, and no she dope. was you know like, put into. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess you know Lance and Veronica had enough time being held to fall in love. Yeah, they could get to know each together. other really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> relaxed. They were compatible. I'll say that. <laughs> so we're at this. Maybe wedding that's and it. Lance Veronica's is... the first woman to teach him how to relax. Maybe that's. And what he's it just was. like. So now we have to get married. Uh, <laughs> we this have is just to. how it works. You took advantage of me. Yes. <laughs> the old paladin. Well, yep. I'm married now. Yep. Thanks, thanks a lot, Veronica Teasdale. <laughs> uh, so they're at this wedding, and then uh, it's it's the Teasdale, the elder Teasdale, uh, who is back in charge of his company because he's not dead. Um, yeah. Once he's already given, you know, the Lance is going to get the company because he's got married to his daughter. He's we know that. Not but he's going to give like, it to his daughter because don't right, right, right. Yeah, you <laughs> can't give a company to a woman. What? Crazy. She's only grown up around it. Yeah, I mean, look at all of the possible. terrible characters that she gets involved mm-hmm. with. <laughs> can't give her this Thank thing. Thank goodness I'll give Lance it to her is husband. here to keep her on the straight and narrow. Yeah, and he'll do Mrs. it too. Mrs. Lance White. Oh my god. Yeah, that was that was that was <laughs> wild. Uh, Mr. Teasdale talks to Jim, and he basically says, "Look, this was your job. You did the work. You saved the day." And I really want to uh, make sure you're taken care of as well. And Jim's like, "Oh no, that's that's not necessary." That. Which is just what you're kindness. Supposed you're supposed to say mm-hmm. that to people. That. He goes, "That is the line." <laughs> Mr. Teasdale just goes, "Oh, okay. Well, nice seeing you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Jim and Jim just immediate regret. It's like, wait, oh, what? hold gosh. on. He could have given that's him just a what million you're bucks. To say. You have yeah, to you're... say that. No, you don't have to do that. No, no, I insist. Is the following yeah. line? Mm-hmm. And he didn't. Uh-huh. He just got okay. He just gave up. One of the one of my uh, favorite scenes in Taxi is in Latka's culture. Uh, you're supposed to refuse a gift three times, but the third time you can take it. So like he says, "Oh no, you have to, I have to refuse three times." And I'm like, "Okay, well," and immediately after the third time, he's like, "Okay, get <laughs> the stuff." Just. <laughs> That's yep. all I could think of. Yep. Anytime this situation happens, mm-hmm. I think of Lodka's refuse mm-hmm. three times uh, cultural rule. And, I, you know, I live by that because the TV raised me. You know, that's how it works. <laughs> yep. um, but, yeah, so Lance gets the company. It's a big announcement. Jim's rolling in his, you know, he's, it's bad news. He doesn't get millions of dollars. Uh, and Brad walks Mr. T's down and she's like, no, you don't work for me he's anymore. Like, he's standing there and he's fine. And he sounds great. Mm-hmm. And he's like, as you know, I'm unwell. And you're like, no, I don't know that. You're not. I think you're fine. You seem fine. So Brad has to go back and work for Lance. And the first <laughs> thing Lance wants to do, you know, charging the Israelis for the missiles just seems like such that a bad wrong. thing to do. I believe in fair play. Uh, so let's go ahead and just give them to him for free. He's like... Uh, no, we can't do that because the comp- the SEC will have us in trouble. Mm-hmm. The stockholders will sue us. We it can't like just give the missiles. 60 million or something, he says. Yeah, 60 yeah. million. He's at in 1974, in for sure. Oh, yeah, not good. And uh, <laughs> so Lance is like, oh, yeah, I guess I should think it through more. I just, I just really think that uh, we should really level the playing field for the little guy. Because <laughs> Israel like is a small country. 
in the region. I'm just glad Surrounded that I'm just glad that all of that is taken care of now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just yeah. really glad that all that worked itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not an issue. It's anymore. all fine. It's fine. No, it's 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 you fine. Know, but here, 50 years good. later, it's fine now. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. It fills yeah, off so many problems. Um, that uh, was this episode of the Rock, Rockford Files. White on white and nearly perfect. Guest starring Tom Selleck. I thoroughly enjoyed myself with I this just, episode. I want Maybe... to double check. The Ziegler storyline, we, we don't, we have no He's idea. in prison. He's, He's in caught. Israeli prison. Sure. <laughs> For, I mean, because yeah. well he's on an Israeli boat. It might not be an Israeli prison. Sure. You know, it's yeah. definitely not resolved in the it. episode. Like they just no. sort of no, no, no. Wedding. No, he's like, just with Lance, and then mm-hmm. I mean, he's real old, and he was going to die. So he yeah. probably. I mean, <laughs> he couldn't run away. His thugs and were gone. are just going to die together. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holding hands. Yeah. It was a good run, wasn't it, Teasdale? <laughs> sure was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they they. I'm sure he doesn't make it, but uh, we made it through the episode, and that's the important thing. I had a great time. Uh, Rock for Files. Will we watch it again, Travis? Hell yes, I'll watch it again. I love I, I right. loved doing this. This was so much fun. Nice, Audie. Definitely, I definitely would watch some more Rockford. Cool. How about you, Amy? Absolutely. This was so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It really was yeah. that like perfect mix of because it was a good. It was a good like. I'm going to call it a cop story because I don't have, but it's a, it's like a really good crime investigation story. Mm-hmm. But then it was also real funny, and mm-hmm. it was just it was real. Good. And it has to be said, oh, like yeah. this is what season four, five, yeah, yeah, that we're into, yeah. and it's still yeah. this good. Like that's impressive. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, again, uh, huge thanks to the DragonCon Digital Media Track uh, for having us on for this live episode. Everybody mm-hmm. who came out, thank you so much for being here and supporting us. Uh, so next week uh, for this channel, uh, here's the read. Or uh, we'll, we'll be back next week on the DragonCon Digital Media Track channel with Behind the Track, where Charles McFall will be interviewing Elaine from Quid Pro Roll. And open not Mike Knight, which is what we did here. We'll be back on uh, October seventeenth with Moana from Moana Nui. Uh, so tune in for those things. Follow this channel. There's a lot of really cool stuff happening, and also DragonCon Digital Media Track has a Discord. You need to go there uh, if you're if you know, you can come to this channel at Twitch.tv/dcdigitalmedia to find all the links. Uh, but join the Discord. Uh, at, oh, oh, we got one. We got a link tree. Linktr.ee Slash DC Digital Media is going to give you all the links to all the cool stuff related to the digital media track. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I was at DragonCon this year, hung out with all these fine people, and it was amazing. Uh, really looking forward to going again uh, and being a part of it all over again. It was a lot of fun. Um, as far as those were the days, we're going to be back uh, next week with a special show. Amy's taking us on mm-hmm. the road this time. Amy, what are we mm-hmm. doing? So we were wrapping up Private Eyes with uh, the only choice I could have made. We are watching the classic Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Specifically, uh, specifically, we are watching season one, episode 20, or as you know, things go with old TV. It could be 19 or 18, but it is Murder Takes the Bus. Uh, it's available awesome. on Freebie or Peacock. I am Murder nice. Takes the Bus. Murder, She Wrote. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be so... Great. Uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, something we don't normally do, but I'd like to do, given that we're on uh, this special channel, is give everybody opportunity to promote what else they do 
in the podcasting universe. Uh, Amy, tell everybody what you got going on. I am the voice of reason for a little show called Ake Willow. Uh, it is a fiction podcast about Miriam Dufour, a young woman from Montreal who inherits a cafe in the tiny town of Ake Willow, which has a lot more going on than it seems. Uh, we are currently between seasons, but we have six seasons of very exciting audio fiction in the uh, cozy horror uh, genre for you to enjoy. Uh, so please come listen. A-C-H-E-W-I-L-L-O-W. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Go listen. Wonderful. Go listen yeah, to yeah, it. Please. Like, just stop what you're doing right now. Uh, <laughs> Adi, how about you? What you got going on? Um, besides those were the days, myself and uh, Buddy T's Travis over there have started up uh, our podcast again, Let's Watch Highlander. And we have been doing that for a while now. We have gone through all seasons of the original Highlander, the series. We've touched on every movie and adjacent uh, show until now we are watching Highlander, the Raven, the spinoff season. And we're both coming into this blind and seeing if it's worth watching any more than we have to. So, <laughs> um, so if you want to come hang out with us and do that uh let's watch highlander where you get podcasts um we actually record live normally on tuesdays on tv's travis uh twitch channel so feel free to nice. jump in we're, we're we also like to have a crowd and uh love you to stop by the chat right on sounds good and travis what you doing well aside from that show um i also do a movie podcast called wait you haven't seen uh, where I bring on a guest and we watch a movie that one of us has never seen before. It's always a first time watching. All three of you have been guests. Uh, I've been doing it for four years now and uh, I'm somewhere in the mid 200s in episodes because I have a problem. Um, <laughs> I never take time off, but uh, it's great. We just watch a movie, discuss it. Uh, does it hold up? Does it work? Is it something that, you know, watching it for the first time you'd, you'd ever want to watch again? Uh, no restrictions on genre. I've watched everything from Killer Clowns from Outer Space to The Shawshank Redemption and everything <laughs> in between. Um, you can find I do record that live on Sunday nights at my channel, which is twitch.tv slash TV's Travis. Um, and it comes out as a podcast weekly uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube in a video form uh, at youtube.com slash at TV's Travis or just go to TV's Travis dot com. You can find all the links for everything, whether it's Patreon, merch, shows, uh, projects, all of that. TVstravis.com. Awesome. Sounds great. And I'm just doing this right now. Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is my other show. It's kind of on hiatus for a little bit as we figure out schedules. But Those Were the Days is my passion. Uh, I'm having a great time talking about old TV with these fine people. It is wonderful. Uh, and with that, thank you all for being with us for The Rockford Files. Tune in next week uh, at our channel at twitch.tv slash twodorkstv. Uh, we'll be back on Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for Murder, She Wrote. Uh, murder on the Bus. Murder on the Bus. Murder, murder on the Bus. Murder Takes the Bus. Murder Takes the Bus. Okay. It's going to be great. So watch that episode. Come back and chat with us. And for me, for Travis... For Amy, for Adi, we will see you next time here on Those Were the Days.